Important provisions under civil procedure. Rule 2. Section 5 and 6. What is joinder of causes of action? It is the assertion in one pleading, in alternative or otherwise, as many causes of action as he may have against an opposing party. What are the conditions that the joinder of parties is subject to? The conditions that the joinder of parties is subject to are the following. 1. The joinder shall not include special civil actions or actions governed by special rules. 2. Where the causes of actions are between the same parties but pertain to different venues or jurisdictions, the joinder may be allowed in the RTC provided one of the cause of actions falls within the jurisdiction of said court and venue lies therein. 3. Where the claims in all causes of action are principally for recovery of money, the aggregate amount claimed shall be the test of jurisdiction. Section 6. Misjoinder of causes of action is not a ground for dismissal of an action. A misjoined cause of action may, on motion of a party or on the initiative of the court, be severed and proceeded with separately. Misjoinder is not a ground for dismissal. It may be severed and proceeded with separately. Note. A joinder of causes of action is only permissive, not compulsory. Hence, a party may desire to file a single suit for each of his claims. What is misjoinder of causes of action? There is a misjoinder when two or more causes of action were joined in one complaint when they should not be so joined. This is not a ground for dismissal of an action. A misjoined cause of action may, on motion of a party, or on the initiative of the court, be severed and proceeded with separately. Rule 3. Section 16 and 20. Section 16. Death of party, duty of counsel. What is the duty of the lawyer if a party dies? If the party dies and the claim is not extinguished, his duty is to inform the court of such fact within 30 days after such death and to give the name and address of the legal representatives of the deceased party. May the heirs of the deceased party be allowed to substitute? Yes. The heirs of the deceased may be allowed to be substituted for the deceased without need for the appointment of executor or administrator. Section 20. Action on contractual money claims. What is the rule in an action for sum of money if one of the defendants dies? When the action is for recovery of money, arising from contract, express or implied and the defendant dies before entry of final judgment in the court in which the action was pending at the time of such death, it shall not be dismissed but it shall be allowed to continue until final judgment. Favorable judgment shall be claimed in the estate proceedings of the deceased defendant. Rule 10. Section 5. No amendment necessary to conform to or authorize presentation of evidence. When issues not raised by the pleadings are tried with the express or implied consent of the parties, they shall be treated in all respects as if they had been raised in the pleadings. No amendment of such pleadings deemed amended is necessary to cause them to conform to the evidence. Change made by AM number 191020SC under the old rules, when evidence not within the issues raised in the pleadings is presented by the parties during the trial, the pleadings are subsequently amended on motion of a party to conform to such evidence. Thus, a complaint which fails to state a cause of action may be cured by evidence presented during the trial. The amended rules provide that the issues not raised in the pleadings but tried with the consent of the parties shall already be treated as if they had been raised in the pleadings and as such, there no need to amend the pleadings to conform to evidence, as they are deemed amended already. Thus, the amendment, even by the title of the section, provides that no amendment is necessary to conform to or authorize presentation of evidence. May amendment be made to correct the jurisdictional defect before a responsive pleading is served? Yes. 
Since no responsive pleading was served at the time of the amendment, the plaintiff can amend his pleading as a matter of course. It should be emphasized that a motion to dismiss is not a responsive pleading. Rule 21. Section 4. Quashing a subpoena. The following are the grounds for quashing a subpoena duches tecum. 1. If the subpoena duches tecum is unreasonable and oppressive. 2. The relevancy of the books, things or documents does not appear. And 3. The person in whose behalf the subpoena is issued fails to advance the reasonable cost for the production thereof. These grounds are not exclusive. First ground. If the subpoena duches tecum is unreasonable and oppressive. Example. I will subpoena a business manager, Mr. Manager, you are required to bring to court all your ledgers, all your receipts, and all your documents from 1990 to the present. Hey, that would involve so many truck loads. Meaning, it would involve bringing to court thousands of documents. So, it becomes unreasonable and oppressive. The subpoena duches tecum should be more specific. Second ground. The relevancy of the books, things or documents does not appear, meaning, there appears to be no connection between the documents which are being sought, and the issues in the case. Example, in a collection case, you were required to bring your birth certificate, marriage certificate, etc. Hoy, anong pakialam ng mga yan sa collection case? Third ground. The person in whose behalf the subpoena is issued fails to advance the reasonable cost for the production thereof. Example, a bank received his subpoena duches tecum, Present to court the ledger for the return check of somebody. And this check was issued and sent to you four years ago. Practically, the company has to assign an employee out of his job to look for it in the archives. Of course, the law does not say how much. Sa government nga may papir makalang may babayaran kang service fee. How much more in the private sector? When you received the subpoena duches tecum, may bayad ba? Did the person offer any amount for the trouble in looking for these documents and in going to court? Voila! Okay, we will move to quash. Sometimes companies and banks just waive this. Sige lang, maliit na bagay lang yan. But it is a ground for quashing a subpoena. Other grounds for quashal of a subpoena duches tecum. In addition to those stated in section 4, the following grounds may also be used to quash a subpoena duches tecum. 1. The subpoena relates to books, documents or things that constitute privileged communication or information, and therefore inadmissible. 2. The subpoena relates to books, documents or things that are otherwise inadmissible for being in violation of constitutional rights. Example. Right to privacy. 3. The subpoena relates to books, documents or things that are declared by law to be absolutely confidential. Example. Secrecy of bank deposits. Is it a motion to file a subpoena? No, you just request for a subpoena. It is ex parte. It is basically a matter of right. Every person has the right to call somebody to testify, as long as the requisites are complied with. Grounds to quash subpoena ad testificandum. How do you quash a subpoena ad testificandum? The court may quash a subpoena ad testificandum on two grounds. 1. The witness is not bound thereby, and 2. The witness fees and kilometrage allowed by these rules were not paid. When is a witness not bound by a subpoena? There is a 100 kilometer limit for civil cases. So you cannot subpoena someone from Manila to come to Cebu because that is more than 100 kilometers. But suppose you are willing to pay for his transportation. Never mind. Pag ayaw niya, wala kang magagawa because it is more than 100 kilometers. 
Ano ba yung witness fees? That can be rule 141, the legal fees. There is a computation there. How much you have to pay the witness for his transportation and witness fees. That is different from the reasonable cost of the reproduction in the first paragraph. 